Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I commit to creating deep, rich connections this Christmas. Merry Christmas from Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And if you're listening to this on Christmas Eve, well, you shouldn't be. You should be off with your family. <laughs> Maybe you've needed to run it, run away and close the door and go into a room for a moment sanity to listen to Love Life for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. But, you know, that is actually what we wanted to speak to you about this Christmas season is um, acknowledging, of course, for many of you who don't come from the perfect Brady Bunch family, which, hey, Jane, is the whole population. This is, you know, an extreme extremely intense melting pot of a time period. Uh, whether you only see your family for 15 minutes to two hours, whether you're going to be with them for the next week because people have come from overseas or interstate, however long this Christmas time period is for you, Jane and I really want to talk to you about your attitude with how you're going to be putting to practice basically everything we've been telling you on the emotional front for the past year, this is your chance to practice it on the toughest people in your life who are here to test you on all of it. Right, Jane? Absolutely. And what is so beautiful about Christmas is that it is magic, it is ritual, it is ceremony, and there is no better time for other people to expect the best from you and for you to expect the best from others. Mm. And that is where so often we are disappointed is when others don't deliver their best. And let's not worry about them. Let's worry about you guys and, and us. Yeah. What is it that we can lead with? So I really want this to be about intent, which is why the affirmation I said at the beginning, I would love it if others embraced this. That's how I'm going to spend my Christmas day. I commit to creating deep, rich connections this Christmas. So how I plan to go about this is that I want every moment of the day to be coming from love and not fear. And, you know, family, loved ones, those closest to us, they press all the triggers in us. So I'm using this as a test of how far have I come in the last year. Mm -hmm. And I want to nail it. now. I'm going to be kind to myself if I pull off 80%. Awesome. If I can do 100, absolutely fabulous. But whatever I can do, I want to make sure it is my best effort. And so how I'm going to do that is by setting that intent and ensuring that everything that comes out of my mouth is kind, compassionate, loving, and with deep, rich sincerity. So. One of the things that uh, I've had um, some of my clients practicing recently is the art of giving genuine compliments. Hang on. Before you do that, can yeah. I say something on intention? Yeah. Yeah, because I think intention, I love that that's the first thing you brought up because intention is the entire name of the game. Ne never underestimate the power of intent. It's a word that not many people actually know or use, but it's actually it's actually the definition of magic, by which I mean when we, when we look at witches and wizards making spells and potions and making magic happen, then it's not happening because there's this magical fairy dust element that science hasn't discovered yet that's the magic bit that makes go bish bang. It's happening because they're holding the energy in their mind, body, and heart of what they see or wish to happen. That is intent. 
it's, it's sort of manifestation, it's sort of visualization. Just to reiterate, I know you've heard this on other podcasts, but intent is the single most powerful tool that you can sharpen in your toolkit. Intent is what creates your reality. It's where you are in the driver's seat and you are in complete control of this reality. It is the most powerful concept. So something that I like to do just on an average weekday, and you can apply this throughout the year, let alone on Christmas Day, is when I wake up in the morning and let's say it's a Wednesday and or you know Thursday or just some average day of the week where I'm a bit stressed and I've got shit to do and I've got to run around and it's it's not a particularly joyful day. There might be you know some necessary obligations or things that have to happen. I might be feeling a bit tired or a bit under the weather and not in my perfect you know goddess type mood. I will lie in bed and before I get up, I will just choose three words, three words that I want to keep coming back to for the next 24 hours. And every day they'll be different. So one day it might be, in fact, I'll tell you what it was. Last Friday I had my kids all day and I knew it was going to be a long day and I was going to be tired and I wasn't going to get my own work done and I was feeling a bit stressed and there were three words I wanted to hold. The first one was relaxed, the second one was content, and the third one was fun. Very simple words. But what that meant was during the day there'd be times when I'd feel a bit stressy or I'd feel a bit, you know, just drudgery or a bit monotonous or bored or just, and I'd go, no, 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 breathe, relax. I'd drop my shoulders. I'd be driving in the car. I'd I'd soften my throat. I'd soften my jaw. Relax. That's one of my words. And then I'd just take a moment where I'd be having a cup of tea and my daughter would be playing on the floor and I'd go, content. Just remember, you're very content. You're very blessed. You're lucky. And then there'd be, you know, the occasional moment where I'd get a message from a girlfriend on my phone or something, I'd be like, fun, there's my fun, you know? And so every day it's going to be different. Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, go in armed strong with three words. Now, if you know that, that woman, that great Auntie Laura or whoever, or that cousin who's a bitch is going to be there, and you know they're going to come in their hot outfit with their new boyfriend and push all your buttons, or if you know that your dad is going to get drunk and get angry and make things miserable, or whatever you know is going to happen, because it happens every year when the same family members rock up with their same unhealed emotional wounds, you have your armour. And your armor is that you're slightly ahead of the game emotionally and vibrationally because you have three words of intent that you will keep returning to, to keep your energy pure, to keep your energy higher, and so that you take the higher road through this whole situation. Another thing you can do with intent is remember that you can set an intent for every situation that you are going into. So, for example, if I've gone through a busy day, I might have had an intent to make sure that I can get the children who are very, very tired up in the mornings and get them ready for school on time in a really relaxed and amicable way. Um, I then set an intent for heading into the office that um, that time is, is my friend and I have no issues with time. I then set an intent of connection with my clients. I then might go out for a lunch with some girlfriends. I set my intent for connection with fun with them. You can shift your intent with Correct. each situation you're going into. Correct. So if your Christmas day is spent running around going to three or four different places, you can set your different intention for different situations or, or people that you're going to be connecting with. Mm. You know, it might be that um, I want my elderly parents who I'm visiting first in the morning to really feel loved and supported. Mm. And then it might be that um, I'm going off to lunch at the in-laws and I want them to see that um, while we're not the closest, I want them to see how much I genuinely love their son and 
and have them feel really good about that. And then you're going off to visit some friends and you're going to party on and you're looking forward to connecting and having lots of laughs and fun. Right. So you can set your intent differently. It's actually another word for intent, of course, is actually affirmations in the sense there's a, there's a similarity. While affirmations is something we use to to help us to believe in something we want to believe in but we're struggling to believe in and we do it by repeating it continually. An affirmation is also, however, an intent. Mm. So when we set our affirmations at the beginning and end of each of our uh, podcasts, each of our shows, that is the intent. When I write that affirmation, what I'm writing is this is the intent of the show to help people to achieve this intent through the tools that we're going to be talking about. Jane, of course, as an empath, actually drops into the emotional vibration that is being felt or held for the information we're communicating as a package for that half hour. Yes. And so she's actually she's actually trying to get you to the emotional place. Yes, of, yes. Of, of and then put be. it into that one sentence mm. of this is what we want to achieve with this That's topic. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's just useful to remind you, I'm sure we've said this before on shows, but, you know, if you have to ever go into, you know, a, an audition or an interview or a, a tricky confrontation or a business meeting or, you know, it might just be, yeah, a trying morning where you know you're going to have to go visit the mother-in-law or, or, you know, whatever presents in life. You know, some people call it prayer. You can call it intent. You can call it manifestation, affirmation, whatever you want. But the fact is, duck into the toilet or just before you get out of the car, just have a few moments where you connect with the universe ask for their help. They're they're just standing there waiting to assist you. You know, I've had to go into some really big arguments before that I knew were coming, and I called in Oprah Winfrey's higher self. I called in ninjas as bodyguards. I called oh, wow. I called in Beyonce Knowles. I called in like all these people like just to say, I want the biggest, toughest, sexiest, bitchiest spirit guys to come in and give me some um factor into what I'm about to walk that into. Is so cool. And then I get out the car and I slam the door and I walk up with my hips sashaying up the driveway and in I go and I have that conversation and it's it's fantastic. So the important of setting intent or prayer before any big or important experience you know you're about to have. There's no words for how invaluable that is. Well, you know, well, using that little tool, if you are religious, if you are of Christian faith, then Christmas Day, why don't you call in Jesus? <laughs> yeah. hey, I believe he's available. He's you can hook on in. It's his birthday after all. He's just hanging around like... <laughs> And goddess Mary, goddess Mary, Excuse me, always. Coughing. Gosh, maybe I wasn't meant to say that. She's allergic to all of you. Um, <laughs> no. Okay, so we've got our intention now. The next thing I want to touch on, make two compliments, is yeah, the energy exchange. Yeah, the ball of energy. So when you have an intent of delivering a certain type of energy to another person, you are projecting, and you are you're grabbing that big ball and you're throwing it at them, but it's a love ball. And you're going to find the most genuine, beautiful compliment that you can say. And look, yes, you can say, oh, that's a really nice dress or whatever, ho-hum. And don't worry about it if they throw your compliment on the floor and stamp on it like, you know, oh, this old thing or, oh, I'm so fat, I shouldn't be wearing this or whatever self-put-down rejection of your beautiful words. Just smile and reject their negative energy. But when you do it, look for something really unique, like, or in fact, I've recently had some Christmas cocktail parties and I did this with my clients. 
where I would go up and I'd say, you know what, I was just watching you from across the room and I have to say that your body language is so warm and welcoming that anybody in this room would feel safe coming up and talking to you. Oh, who wouldn't feel just a big bloom of love in their chest exactly. if they heard something like that? And would they have ever been told that before in their entire life? Never. No. Never. What have I just done? made them feel fantastic about themselves. Mm. What have they now done, accepted my compliment, become consciously aware of it, and for the rest of the night they're making sure that their energy stays in that. The ripple effect of that is so powerful. That's it. But what actually happens is what's the truth is that they're actually mirroring me because I set the intent and the energy exchange starts with me and I've got the boldness to go first, they will mirror me back. That's right. Can't lose. I know you can't. Now, here's a reel off a few other little compliments because I'll give you a few because people might struggle with what to say. Things like, you know what, look at you. When you smile, your face just lights up. God, you're handsome. You've used all of these, haven't you, Jane? Yeah, yeah. well, all the time. All the time. But, but having just come off of two very large Christmas cocktail parties, you know, yeah. where I was working the room doing that because yeah. my commitment was to make everybody feel good about something that is authentic. I am not the delusional creator. I will never give a compliment that's not authentic. And it doesn't matter whether other people don't see it. I see it. Yes. That's all that matters. It's authentic to me. And people... People know when you are delivering an authentic oh, compliment yes. versus a, oh, they want to suck up my ass no, because they want something from me. It's got a vibration of truth that comes, exactly. comes to the energy. And, and when you speak your truth the soul, with kindness, the soul knows no resistance that you are delivering it to. Mm. So when I, so then some other ones were, have a look at you, you cheeky person. Look at you when you smile and your gorgeous eyes just sparkle. I want to hang with you. I reckon you're the party girl. And they just go, yeah, look at me, look at me. And, and they, they might they have not it. felt fun for a long time. Yes, they wear it. And I've given them permission to feel fun. Or what about sexy? Now, that I mean, I don't know if you find anybody you want to do that with on Christmas Day. However, that was at the cocktail party. I was going, look at you, you goddess. You got it all going on, haven't you, sexy beast? And they start strutting it. Yes. You know, you're giving people permission to ex- ex- to, to share the energy that they are wanting to share and you've intuitively gone in and seen it in them and it's in a positive thing. So you're giving them the opportunity to expand that energy and do it more. It's a really cool way to retrain your mind to think as well. Like when I go into the high schools and work with the teens and, and I, you know, sometimes we do that thing where you actually sit in a circle and everyone writes their name on a piece of paper and put it into a bowl and then I pass the bowl around, they pick a piece of paper out so they get somebody's different name and they have to write a compliment about that person. And I say to the girls, you are not allowed to put physical attributes because it's too easy. Yeah, that's right. I like right. her handbag. I like her hair. No. Yeah, because that's not her. Come on. Yeah. Let's, yeah, and it's the same for you guys as adults. Like, yes, you, it's so easy to compliment someone's latest fashion purchase, but can you actually give them a compliment that acknowledges one of their qualities? Yeah, absolutely, or something emotional or something that's really going to actually be felt in the heart space as a personal Remark, yeah, you want to go really deep. Really personal. Yeah. And to this end, while we are talking about compliments, it would be neglectful of us not to talk about being on the receiving end of compliments because this is a primary example, a fantastic opportunity for you guys who have all been working on your self-worth and all of that stuff this year with Love Life and all the emotional paces we've put you through to really check how you respond in turn when somebody gives you a loving remark. 
do you immediately brush it off, stiffen, get uncomfortable, push it away, you know, almost apologize for it or feel a bit awkward or have the negative chat that comes into your head straight away? Because you need to be catching yourself. This is great, great time. You know, whenever you come in the door, someone's probably going to say something like, oh, it's lovely to see you, you look lovely, or, you know, thank you so much for, for baking that. So thank you so much for bringing that today. Just sit in the energy of what they've said. You don't actually really need to say anything other than eye contact and thank you. And that's a right. Genuine, so the genuine thank you. A genuine acknowledgement. You could add on, thank you so much. That actually makes me feel really lovely to hear that. Which would be returning. So the that compliments. would be your owning. How have they made you feel? Thank you. And then you've given the gift yeah. back. Because when you dismiss another person's compliment, you're actually dismissing the person. It's huge. People it's actually a big this. insult. It's a big insult. It's a slapback. Now, because I am a compliment giver, I actually it does not bother me if people don't take it. But I will always say, no, 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 just say thank you. No, yeah. no, no, just say thank you. And they squirm and I go, just say thank you. I meant it. It's it's my truth. And then I, I'm a bit tricky and I go on and kind of say, I am not the creator of delusion. I will never do that to another person. So anything I speak is my truth. So yeah. just say thank you. And then I repeat the compliment. Right. And then give them the chance to say thank you. Yeah. So you can teach people how to take how to take a compliment. Because there's I a had lot to teach my beautiful mother. Oh, you did. Yeah. There's a, there's a because again, that's right. A lot of people, it's just pushing their buttons of their self worth and their self love. It's very confronting. Even the slightest compliment. Mm. Um. And you know, in um, but it does make them feel good. It does. It does. It do, you know, so don't don't means yeah, that yeah, they feel yeah, good. Yeah. And in you know, spirituality and, and psychic work and all that, we always talk about witnessing. And I think that this is another level of witnessing. Witnessing is what you do when you're sitting with someone who's undergoing pain or trauma or having a healing or crying or telling you their deeper innermost thoughts. And sometimes if you're the practitioner or the friend, you don't actually have to do anything to fix them, heal them, rescue them, save them, change them, upgrade them, whatever. You just need to witness. And the witnessing, there's a lot about this in the Bible actually, actually, and it's of course the concept in our courts, is the act of witnessing is seeing a soul a soul gets to be seen they get to be heard and they so they get to be acknowledged just for who they are in the universe as a worthy soul just by being there and it's very very powerful so the idea of if you're given a compliment there's kind of a witnessing going on there you're actually witnessing the other person has offered you an energy and you've accepted it and you've observed all of this as a higher soul and and it's a very powerful beautiful exchange how do you compliment somebody that you can't stand? Ah. So you're stuck with auntie whatever who is going to get a crack in within the first 30 seconds of walking through the door. She's going to have a good crack at you. <laughs> That's her job. But you're actually going to get in first, not with a crack. You're going to get in first with some with a compliment that is genuine along the lines of, let's say it's at her house and she's you consider her to be quite obnoxious and she has to have all of the most expensive dinner service cutlery crockery glassware on display and you feel that this is just another way of her flaunting her wealth and you really don't care about those things you know what you can honor the fact that she actually creates a beautiful table like it is beauty and you can say you know what aunt flo nobody sets a table like you do You've actually absolutely created a perfect table. Yeah. And I that is the truth. It may not be your taste, but you, it is the truth. When you see that person charging towards you like the bull and you know that they're always going to pull out the same behavior every time, there's two things you can do. Either a pattern interrupt where you say the last thing they're 
ever, ever, ever expect <laughs> yes. you to say and turn the energy on them or just kill them with love and kindness. Love them to death. Don't see that angry 45-year-old bull charging towards you. See the four-year-old charging towards you who wasn't heard, loved, held and all of that. And just see them as either naked in their underwear, so you see the vulnerability, the raw, naked exposure of the soul, or you see them as the child who just is looking like every other human being on this planet to be loved, acknowledged and and accepted accepted. and told that they're okay. And you can do that with your energy. This is such good spiritual practice. Take the higher road. Rise above that 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 primal need to want to go in and play the game or have the revenge or, you know, deal the shit or get into the power play. Test yourself. Can you let that go and rise above it? If you can't do it harnessing all the energy of the Christmas period, which is about miracles and magic and, you know, the gift of life and rebirth and new beginnings, if you can't go in with that energy and actually play a couple of different cards, I mean, come on. When else else can you? Right up for this challenge, and they will nail it. Absolutely nail it. And it actually becomes like it's like welcome to your new addiction. It is the coolest game to play. I do it all the time. I walk down the street, talk to strangers, um, catch a tram into the city, and chat with whoever's sitting next to me, regardless of who it is, and get into a good conversation. You know, it's it's a really fun thing to do. And you just feel so good because your energy is so pure and beautiful. Yes. You know, there's just nothing negative there. And and eventually one of two things happens, which we've talked about before, is people will either avoid you because they can't stand being around little Miss Pollyanna yeah. or they're going to soften and become more like you, you know, and, and that's ultimately obviously what you want. But if they don't want to change and become more like you in, in their energy, that's fine. Mm. Leave me alone. Mm. But at least you're not getting the, the antagonistic, you know, triggers and button pressing and passive aggressive behavior or whatever. Now, you've got to sustain the conversations too on Christmas Day that you would not normally participate in. Right. Just remember it's good manners. It is everybody's right to have whatever opinion they have. And that in itself, being able to sit and listen to a conversation that you actually quite frankly think is so full of shit, it's not funny. But just sit there politely and let the conversation take place without being passive aggressive or throwing in, which, you know, I'm the queen of being the stir and chucking in something to <laughs> fire it all up. Yeah. But actually to just sit there and let that conversation happen because you do care about these people and you do want rich, deep connections with them. Well, then let them have their conversations about how they love this this particular political party and hate that one or how all the world's going to ruin or whatever it is that, you know, have you heard about so-and-so's latest marriage problem or yeah. you know, whatever yucky, toxic conversations yeah. they're having. And just remember. Just sit in it and don't worry know, about it. As souls, you've been at that level before. You've been yeah. those people. Where's you know, your compassion? Even if it's like the red note of my uncle and God, I shouldn't say this, it goes you know, but you know that that one family member who's very, very right wing, close minded, racist, sexist. You know, some of us have those in our family. That's it. But you know what? Whether whether years ago in this lifetime or whether in past lifetimes, you may have been that uncle, you may have been that person, but you now know better, so you do better. So things shift in a different. But we still have to have compassion for where others are at in their journey. Now they might be the most toxic biatch you know, in your whole neighbourhood, but you still have to learn the value and the virtue of compassion and patience. Compassion and patience are two most beautiful qualities to sit in and feel really good. It actually makes your life so much more full full of contentment 
when you can walk this path and not get fired up by that stuff. It is. But what if you were to compliment him and say, you know what, I have to admire how passionate you are. No, I might be passionate about the things that are on the wrong side of the fence from where you sit, but you have to admire that passion. Mm. There's something good to be admired in all what you perceive as negative behavior. And I want to remind people that you, the way a spiritual person, let's say Gandhi or the Dalai Lama, the call way, them in, call yeah, them in on well, Christmas Day. The way that they win an argument is not by arguing. That's not how you win an argument. The way you win an argument is by holding a higher vibration. Even if you don't say a word, if you sit there emanating grace, inner strength, knowingness, peace, and love vibration, nobody can actually fight that because it's it's an energy it becomes an energy battle and they don't know the language and the laws of energy because they're sound asleep, you're wide awake, and you're actually using tools that are out of their grasp. That's how Gandhi got India back from the British, you know, is through holding energy space. Okay, so the most powerful tool you can do on Christmas morning is meditate and then take that energy with you through the whole day. And if the family around you is throwing dishes and having screaming matches and getting into all kinds of domestics, even if you don't say a word but sit there at the table breathing, connecting with your heart space and keeping a higher energy vibration at the table, you're actually teaching others in that way. They will notice. They, they won't know what it is that they're noticing. They won't know quite what to do with it, but you're holding up a mirror to their behavior. You're pushing their buttons. You're giving them something to think about, and you're probably also providing that pattern interrupt that we talked about earlier. I would also like to touch on Christmas Day about sense of community and where you can be more deeply um, connected with people that perhaps are isolated. So whether it is people that you immediately know or whether it is people that are working at the, the local deli that's open or supermarket that is open on Christmas Day or the fish and chip shop or the bottle shop or whatever services or emergency services, the hospitals, the medical profession. And is there something that you can do, even if it is just in your intent of sending positive appreciation and energy to these people or whether you can post something on Facebook to their page to say, you know, thinking of you guys that are that are working today and share your your desire to connect with those who may not be feeling any connections today. Right. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So really look out there. And and maybe, you know, we've we've done other podcasts on the art of giving. You know, is today the day you go and tape a couple of five dollar notes onto the different petrol pumps and say, please take if you need yeah, or yeah. or drop it into somebody's letterbox. You can see a home that looks really unkept and there's lots of garbage everywhere and they're doing it tough. Slip some money in it anonymously in the envelope. You know, the art of giving is going to make you feel huge. And we've done whole podcasts on this, but yeah. it, I think it needs to be mentioned and that in is, this particular um, podcast. The Spirit of Christmas, the three wise men started it. I mean, they're the ones that bought the gifts. They're a bit obscure. I just didn't quite know what to do with them. But, they, <laughs> you know, it's about giving gifts. But the gifts of, the, of course, we're talking the vibrational or, or, or the surprise, the yeah. beautiful, the kindness gifts. Now, the pagan in me just has to say at this juncture, um, which might sound funny because Christmas is technically a Christian festival, which was, of course, overlaid on top of the peasant people's pagan beliefs. So we have the god of the mistletoe, the god of the holly, you know. Um, we have the the red and green coming from the evergreen and the berries that were in the countryside at the time. You know, all of the things that we associate with Christmas, the fir trees, 
all of these things were pagan rituals and celebrations. The candles, the feast of fire, the purification through firelight, all of those, all of those things. But I just want to say, this has to do with the magic of Christmas. And how often do you hear people say things like, they either say, oh yeah, you know, once I stopped believing in Santa Claus, it wasn't magical anymore. Or they say, oh yeah, you know, Christmas isn't going to be the same this year because, you know, we won't be at home or because this is happening. Or they say, uh, between the ages of childhood living at home and having their own children, like kind of in their twenties or thirties when they don't really have their own kids, they sort of say, oh, Christmas is just you show up and get some presents and then go out with your mates for a beer or like mm-hmm. the magic gets lost. And it kind of worries me that people don't sort of know how to create and cultivate magic in, in their lives and with these very important rituals. Now, I don't give a flying grasshopper's ass if you are actually religious or not clearly as in whether you are catholic or christian or you know it doesn't have to be about that but if there's something that rolls around on the calendar at the same time every year i feel that it's your duty to teach your children the sacredness of cycles rhythms patterns and routines so have that same thing that you do every year maybe it's an advent calendar that you make maybe it's a gingerbread house that you make with the children. Maybe it's, we do that. Yes. We do the gingerbread houses every year. It's put beautiful. Fairy lights outside on the same tree, and whatever it is, maybe it's an outfit that you always wear on Christmas Day, or a pair of earrings that you always wear. And one day you give them to your daughter and say, "I always used to wear these on Christmas. I want you to wear them on Christmas because my auntie always wore them on Christmas," or something like that. And it's these beautiful, sacred, sentimental rituals which add the magic. That's where the magic comes from. It's not just another day, another party, another thing to eat. It's it's the layering of tradition that brings the specialness, the anticipation, the excitement of Christmas to children but to adults as well. And it's up to you as adults to create those memories and create those traditions to bring the magic that is Christmas for the children. I commit to creating deep, rich connections this Christmas. And we wish you all the most sacred, blessed, miraculous Yuletides that you can possibly have and just hang in there because in a week's time we're going to be taking your hand and leading you through New Year's. (laughs) (laughs) So until this time next week, have a very beautiful, safe, merry, happy, richly connected Christmas. And I just hope that you really do get to connect deeply with everybody that comes into contact with you on this really beautiful day. Enjoy. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening, and it's a beautiful day.